Mindset Squared Podcast with Mike and Mike. Giving you a knowledge cocktail every time. Mindset Squared Podcast with Mike and Mike. Bringing you the hottest topics around every time. Hey, Mike, how you doing? Doing well, dude. How are you? Good. Good to see you. So, Pleasure. you know, it's been quite a week. And one thing that's just really been cracking me up is the whole, um, the whole mindset with the cargo short dorks. And yeah, yeah. The fashion. Yeah, I was blasted by Esquire for not having fashion. But the person who writes fashion for them has no fashion it's it's fun yeah i started a thread and got everybody wound up because i'm not supposed to be allowed to write about fashion apparently i i think it's funny how limiting how limiting the world is right oh you're a whatever and because you're a whatever whether you if you if you like me i'm a journalist i'm a filmmaker i'm a you know whole whole host of things if you don't like me I'm a fringe political figure, even though it's like, well, if I'm fringe, why are you writing about my fashion and attacking me if I'm fringe, right? They don't even know what words mean, but I find it amusing. And that's a broader mindset lesson is people are always trying to put you in a box, whether you're me dealing with the whole world or you're just trying to live your life. People are always going to try to limit you and you shouldn't let them. Well, and I think the mindset of, of that whole thing is, is really interesting in that there's people that really get triggered by having an opinion about something that is, they're, they're so attached to that they can't detach from that opinion. And, uh, and, and it's interesting that, that you get that from people and, and that level of vitriol um, over cargo shorts, which, by the way, I think your original tweet of, you know, show me a man who wears cargo shorts and flip flops. And I'll show you a man who's not serious about life. I think, you know, it's tongue in cheek, sure. But there is a lot to take away from that. I mean, you know, that is indicative of a whole lot of life choices, not just the cargo shorts, right? Yeah. And what was funny to me is men would like tag in people who were wearing shorts or flip flops. And I'm thinking, your, your exhibit A, you can't even have your own arguments. You have to tag in other people, like some kind of little beta, trying to start an argument between me and someone else. That's how pathetic Team Cargo dorks are, is rather than just say, I'm a cool guy, I wear cargo shorts, they would tag in and say, oh, have you seen Jocko? He's wearing flip-flops in this picture. And I'm thinking, what kind of man tags in another public figure man to try to start what some little you know internet spat? So pathetic. And it only reinforced my belief about Team Cargo Dork. Yeah, and it's, uh, well, it just goes back to, it's the old high school uh, fight, you know, where you're tagging in your buddies and let's go down to the 7-Eleven and get in a, get in a rumble, right? And, well, not even rumble, I, yeah. Worse. But I, I do think that it's funny. I mean, it, it's really a funny thing because you have, you have these guys that are really attached to that. And then you have people on the outside looking in saying, hey, 
you know, it really is, it's kind of indicative of, of a lot of different life choices. And then you doubled down on this by uh, giving the fashion advice, which, you know, triggered everything from Muppet comparisons to, you know, articles in Esquire magazine to, you know, different, um, uh, you know, venues that <laughs> I guess perpetuate the, uh, the uh, fashion police, or I, I don't even know where they're, where they're coming with some of this stuff, but it is interesting that, that, it trickles down to all these different things. And, um, and who's to say you can't give fashion advice? Right. And I, I liked how one of the criticisms of my fashion advice was that it was, quote, try hard, which was silly because I said in the article that you should dress to stand out. So their critique on fashion wasn't even intelligent. They couldn't even wrestle with my underlying points. And it really, it shows a lot of things. I mean, it shows how on a deeper level, people want to limit you. You're an ex and you can't talk about certain subjects. It shows you how in modern culture, the left sort of views that as their home turf. And because I'm perceived as right wing, even though that isn't really accurate, they get really upset that I would go in to their quote unquote turf. And finally, you, just, you love to hate men who are self-confident and have a little swagger. I tweeted out before I started that thread to kind of show people what the direction was going to head is 10, 15 years ago, there was a blog called Hot Chicks with Douchebags. And I would read it and say, yeah, look at those douchebags, LOL. And everybody kind of laughed at them. And frankly, they, you know, they're, they were, they look like buffoons. And then one day I realized, I go, wait a minute though. But there were the hot chicks. I'm just really jealous. I didn't even realize it, but a lot of times we don't even realize it. Unconsciously, I was jealous, and my, my jealousy had been transmutated into ridicule. Oh, look at these, you know, losers. But I, I wasn't out with the hot chicks, right? They, they well, were great. That's a great point because that, that's the ability to look at yourself and, and see that within yourself because some of those writers, I think, are upset that – here's a guy who, you know, all these different names they called you. I don't even remember what they all are, but they called you all these horrible names and he's giving you fashion advice. How can he do that? What they're really pissed about and what they're really jealous about is the fact that your thread of tweets got, I, I don't know, 10,000 retweets or, you know, whatever the, you know, the uh, algorithm allowed that to do, but it had this massive uh, engagement that if they were to post something on their Twitter or their Facebook or their Instagram, they wouldn't have that. So really that jealousy <laughs> comes out because the guy at Esquire could probably get on Twitter and, and post some stuff about his fashion and you know, he'd get three or four people engaging with that. And right. so that's what it is. There's always layers to this stuff. And partially, yeah, the guy, the Esquire fashion guy, you know, I looked at some of his pictures and, you know, he needs to go to the gym a little bit and that's fine, but he doesn't realize he's just jealous of me because I look better than he looks, which is all very high school. That's one thing you learn about when you get older is when you're in high school, you think, oh man, I can't wait to graduate. I won't be around all these high school idiots anymore. And then you graduate and you go, wait a minute, I'm still in high school. And then I'm 41 year old man. And I'm still caught in people trying, you know, trying to stuff me into the proverbial locker, except I'm a you know, 220 pound gorilla or, you know, whatever I weigh. But that's what they're trying to do is shove me. The mean girls and the media are trying to shove me into a locker. 
and it, it doesn't end. High school never ends. So that's it, why that's why we don't. That's why you got to find your crew, man. That's why you have to to get away because the norm is high high school mindset, and we ain't having any of that. Right, and that that goes back to the thing that we've talked about a couple times with having you know uh, a friend set that really supports you, and you know. You know, like last weekend, we all went out and had uh, lunch in, in Los Angeles, had a great time, great group of guys there. And, uh, you know, nobody's doing the old high school, you know, uh, thing of making fun of what I'm wearing or you're wearing or, you know, let's go fight out in the parking lot and all this kind of stuff and, you know, trashing people. Everybody's there just to build each other up, which is really great. Yeah, you have to, you have to curate. You have to curate your friend group, that's for sure, because otherwise, you're, yeah, you're just stuck. Stuck in high school. Okay, so last week we talked about Instagram. And um, so how does this whole idea of fashion, and you mentioned going to the gym. I've seen you, uh, I guess it was recently, a few days ago, you had something on Instagram or Twitter, I don't remember which, saying, I don't understand why guys don't lift. It it literally improves every avenue of your life. And I'm not going at this from, hey, what do we, how do you do a lifting routine or a protein shake routine or whatever? What I'm asking is, how do you feel as an influencer? How do you feel that that having a, a good look that stands out, having, you know, I'm not saying you have to look like Arnold Schwarzenegger, right? But, but looking good, how does that affect your social media and your ability to attract an audience? Yeah, you, you, you know, you hate to say it, but it's true. A look, you have to have a look. And I've, I've even, one thing that keeps me in pretty good shape, and I need to get like even bigger. If I were back like big muscle man, like I used to be four or five years ago, my Twitter would be even bigger than it is. Nobody wants to admit this. Nobody, it's like the dirty little secret, but that, that does draw it for a number of reasons. One is because it's like contrast. So most people in media are kind of dorky, right? But so then if you're not dorky, you're like standing out. You're going to, you're going to contrast with the competition. If you're now, are you saying that it is both dress and physique? Oh, vanity. I would say um, one, ideally you're both. Ideally you're jacked and you dress really nice. Because you can't be jacked or be a yoked bro and then running around with Birkenstocks, white socks, and cargo shorts. Well, the, the, what I always tell people is if you're a big muscle guy, don't wear the try-hard tank tops. If you're a big muscle guy, look nice because then it's a contrast. Everything is always about contrast, and standing out is always about contrast. So I would tell people if you want to build a social media profile, yeah, you need to look nice. You need to have outfits. You need to give a lot of thought to this. And this falls in the category of do as I say, not as I do, because I'm not trying to build my social media following. I've been trying to, you know, a lot of times shrink it because it got a little too big. And, you know, I got tired of being recognized everywhere and stuff, which sounds absurd to people like, what do you mean you you got too famous? Like, well, I did. I didn't like it. Okay. And I I have the right to say that, okay, I reached where I kind of want to be. But if I were trying to grow my profile, I would not be wearing this shirt right now. I would be wearing something completely different. It would be a lot more fashionable. Or you know, when I didn't ask me anything on Reddit, it became their, one of their biggest AMAs of all time. I wore this like pink headband because I knew 
that that would draw attention to my live stream of the AMA. And then they would all post a picture. Oh, look at how ridiculous Cernovich looks. When really I was trying to look ridiculous. I was to show the absurdity of it as a form of meta performance. And, but yeah, if you're, people just show up bland. Like people say, how, why can't I grow my social media? It's like, cause you're boring. You look boring. Your tweets are boring. Your Instagrams are boring. Your life is boring. Get off of social media. Go read a bunch of books. Go have some success in business. Go do something interesting and then come back. But all these guys, yeah, they're like 22. Oh yeah, I'm, why don't I have 100,000 Twitter followers? It's like, cause you're boring. And that's fine. Um, there's nothing wrong with being boring. But you need to go out and live in this world and have something to talk about. And moreover, I don't know why all these people want to be social media. Per- we talked about this in the last one. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know what they think they're going to get out of it. Like a little bit of e-fame that doesn't pay the bills. Right. And, and yeah, and that's, that's a whole other thing is trying to monetize this stuff. But, um, and some guys are very good at monetizing that. Um, I think you, you and I had talked to uh, uh, Fleckus last, last uh, week at uh, lunch, and he was telling us about how he's doing a college tour and, you know, things like that and selling some merchandise and, and stuff like that. So there are ways to monetize it. But, you know, it's a business like anything else, right? It's, it's just like owning an apartment building or just like, you know, selling skincare products or whatever it is. It takes work. It takes effort. You have to put a lot into it. And um, just for the sake of having a big following and not knowing what you're going to do with that, it's pretty much a waste of time. Or, or not only that, but I don't get why I don't get why they want. I think what happens is they're kind of aimless. And it used to be, if you were aimless, you would go to law school. I had people ask, tell me, I'm going to go to law school. I say, please don't. You're going to go anyway. You're making a huge mistake. But law school was always, if you're above average intelligent person and you kind of don't know what you want to do, oh, I'll just go to law school, not really thinking it through. And today, the aimless man just wants to become a social media influencer. But when I was in my early 20s, it would have been absurd to me to, to try to, I was living life grinding away, reading books, spending all this time in the gym, not trying to give hot takes on, and it's usually hot takes on the news of the day, right? Do we need another person to be like pro or anti-Trump, or pro or anti-Hillary? The market for that's like saturated. So I always tell people, what's your, unique, what's your unique message? Me, I'm a mindset guy. I do fashion, some journalism. I know how to keep it funny. I have a good sense of, like I have a lot going for me. And well, I you have a have lot of a, life experience that you bring right. to you, you I, know, I, with your bamboo sunglasses today. Yeah, what I tell people is I, if I had the internet when I was their age, I would not be good at the internet. The reason I'm good at the internet is because I didn't have the internet. So if you're bored, I had to read books. I have this thing, you know, it's uh, handcuffs, but it's also a golden, a golden cage. And before this, I brought a book with me everywhere I went because my mind is always like, on warp speed. And so I would just like read, spend hours and hours at bookstores, walking through Barnes and Noble. You know, I read this book. Now if I read a book a month, you know, that's a pretty good month for me. And, but, but when you read books, you're great at social media because you have life experience, knowledge, anecdotes. You can bring in, you know, lessons from history and culture and philosophy. And then you, and then you're incredible on social media because almost no one on social media has ever actually read a book, let alone the, the libraries full that I have. So I always tell people, don't, don't get on social, don't try to be an influencer. Go do, live a life, 
have some success. And then you, like you, you can talk about business. You can talk about this. You know, you have all this stuff to talk about because you're busy, busy living life. And then you also too have money and resources to draw on. And then you're not trying to scramble every month. Like a lot of these guys are trying to get, you know, a couple hundred bucks here or there. Right. Yeah. And that, that's in, that is an interesting piece to it too. Um, I, I guess I, you know, I, I just struggle with that, that whole side of it as to, uh, yeah, where, where people are going, because there is a little bit of aimlessness there, but I, what I'm finding interesting, a lot of the feedback that I'm getting on the podcast that we're doing here is that you have guys out there like a Gary V or, you know, uh, some of these other guys that are doing this hardcore it's entrepreneurship all day, every day, everything's about that, right? And we talk about a lot of those things, but it's interesting in that we're able to blend in these other things, whether it be, you know, uh, a cigar or whether it be whiskey or, you know, we've talked about doing some stuff with cars and things like that. And we're able to talk about uh, the impact that some of the stuff has on culture as well. So it makes it more interesting than just, day in and day out. Hey, you got to go hustle. You got to grind. You got to do this, you know, uh, sales thing. You've got to, you know, go call, you know, these 20 people and do this and get up at four in the morning and blah, 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 blah. We're not out here preaching all that. I mean, we talk well, about- Well, if you're something. under 30, you should. Yeah. Gary V also, he started off as a wine guy, remember? Yeah, absolutely. He, he I had to learn the internet. Came yeah. to my family's uh, winery and uh, did a uh, interview there with my brother and my father years and years ago back when he was just doing wine. Yeah, yeah so, but, so in that regard, I do agree with him in terms of how young men should live. A lot of young men who reach out to me, I, I view as frankly pathetic because they're just not grinding. Like, they're like, I think I'm gonna start a blog. Will you link to it? Don't ever come to me, I think I might start a blog. No, you won't, you won't. And if you start it, you'll quit after a week because you won't be able to, how to figure out a plug-in or I don't know what to write or have writer's block or whatever. So in that, like, yeah, I believe in a balanced life and, but a balanced life to me is this is when I was grinding. This is to, to the, to this day I work like this, but when I was really grinding, my rule was nothing but working in the gym during the week. And then Friday night or no, rather Friday night I would go out, but I had to be able to get up and go to the gym first thing in the morning. So that means you're not getting wasted because there's no such thing as a hangover. You're not allowed to have a hangover in my world. Don't ever tell me you have a hangover in my world. Not allowed to. So you, you, you can, but you can go out, you can go out and you wake up and you're going to get to the gym and you might not feel so good about it. You might feel like you're going to the gym and then Saturday you, um, afternoon you work and then Saturday night you can go out and then Sunday you have to get up and go to the gym and then you take Sunday off to maybe four or 5 p.m. And then 6 p.m. rolls around because, you know, you want to hang out with girls and do all that stuff. 6 p.m. on Sunday rolls around. That's when the week begins because you're prepping for Monday. All right, what am I going to do? What's my agenda? And then Sunday at 6 p.m. you're working. So, yeah, I believe in, say, 24 to 32 hours of leisure time a week. But during the week, you're either doing work, self-development. And then a lot of people go, what about family? What about this? Well, I'm talking about what people under 30 need to do. I'm not talking about me as a father, because then that changes things. What happens to me as a father is I still work like I do, but I don't have time for the handholding and the pathetic questions and the, well, I think I'll do this or do, do, do. I just don't have time for it. It's like, I have two daughters who I, I enjoy being with and want, want, need my attention and affection. And they're not pathetic. It's just pathetic to tell me you think you're going to start a blog. 
that is just don't 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 you're wasting right. my time yeah well and i think you find that across the entire spectrum of, of age groups too i mean you get involved with people in in different aspects of business and you know you some people have that winning mindset, you know, and maybe they'll dip out of that for two or three years and do kind of the recreational thing and go to, you know, uh, an island or they'll go to East, a you know, Asia or something and, you know, spend a year or two kind of decompressing and then they get back at it and, and light it up. And those are certain types of personalities. Um, and then you have people that just grind all the way through. But it is interesting that at times, whether it be a, a 21 year old or even an 18 year old or a 27 year old, you do run into that in the older age group too, where you have guys that just bounce from, you know, the, the serial entrepreneur. And, um, you know, if you're a serial entrepreneur, you're probably not really an entrepreneur, right? And I, I don't really like that word. It's not that I don't like people that say it all the time, but, you know, it really rubs me the wrong way in that if you're really a serial entrepreneur, you probably still have these businesses unless you grew something, you know, like uh, PayPal, you know, and sell that off for $300 million, then I get it, right? But, you know, the serial entrepreneur, um, if you're bouncing from business to business to business and these things aren't successful, you need to step back and say, you know, what am I doing wrong? And, you know, how is my daily regimen affecting my ability to succeed? You know, I've got six, seven businesses going and most of them profitable, a couple of them I'm still working on, but it, it takes a lot of focus to do that. And it's, it's a regimen in and of itself. And then, you know, trying to add physical fitness into that regimen for myself, that's difficult right now. I mean, I'm, I'm really struggling with getting that into my routine, even at my age and my level of, of financial success, it's tough, but you have to do it. And a lot of these guys just refuse to do it, even at the age of, say, 37. You know, I'll meet a guy who wants to get into business with me, you know, uh, rehabbing houses or something. I'm like, you just don't have it in you. You know, you got to show up six, seven days a week, you know, 14 hours at that job site, you know, doing that thing. If I'm going to put money in it, you're going to have to bust your ass. And they just don't want to do it. Yeah, there's, there's, a, there's patterns, right? These are the the habits that you're going to build when you're younger and you're going to keep going. Like, yeah, me, people go, Oh, you know, you, how you so productive? I did film that at uh, 41 years old. And the answer is because I'm not just starting to do this. You couldn't just live in my people. If they transformed into my body, they would have a nervous breakdown in, in half an hour. They just wouldn't be able to handle it. But I just kept grinding and grinding and grinding and grinding. And then you get muscle memory and then things that seem hard to other people I can do. Now I can drink a, you know, glass of wine and smoke a cigar with you and I can tweet at the same time and tweet about things that are provocative and compelling and getting, which I could have done that 25 when I was 25, 30, but you just, yeah, you have to keep pushing. How do you do the long days? Well, you don't start off doing long days. You, you start off like the, the model that I laid off. Now I, I only take six hours a week off because I spend a lot of time with my daughter and everything, which I enjoy doing, but as you know, kids still take a lot of time. Right. So me, I do maybe six hours a week is how much time I take off. And even then it's, I'm never fully off. But when I was, you know, 28 to 34, whatever, I'd take 32 hours a week off. But this whole idea that you leave work on Friday at 5 PM and you're just off for the weekend until Monday morning. That's pathetic. I, I don't, yeah, I don't want to meet anybody like that. It doesn't really work for most people. I mean, there is, a, there is a place for that. 
Um, but if you're wanting to really level up in life and have, you know, the ability to, you know, I, hey, I mean, last weekend I was in Los Angeles for your film event. Uh, I left the next morning and I think, you know, and we were out all night and then left the next morning, took a flight out at 7 a.m back to Napa Valley. I'm in Napa Valley for four or five hours. And then I'm uh, off with my son to go check out a uh, college in uh, Oregon, you know, and then back on uh, Monday night. So if you want to be able to do those things, you've got to make those sacrifices early on so that first off, you can have the funds, you know, to simply be able to do those things. I mean, people think, oh, well, you know, you go down to uh, Los Angeles, you know, for uh, 36 hours, it's no big deal. But, you know, by the time you put an airfare on that, you put, you know, Ubers around town, you put food on that, you got a hotel, it's a thousand bucks, right? And for most people, they can't even do that, right? And certainly not do that all the time. And then to come right back and go to Oregon and then back to Napa Valley, you, you have to be able to financially afford that, be able to set up your life so that you have the time that allows you to do that, the free time that allows you to do that. And you get there by putting in the unrelenting dedication to your craft and then building multiple businesses and, and income streams that can support the lifestyle that you want to lead. You really have to think about that and where you want to be. Most people, I would say the vast majority of people that I meet are not willing to make the, the sacrifice that it takes to get to that level of financial success. They want the freedom, they want the money, they want the decent car, they want a nice house, they want to live in a beautiful area, you know, like Napa Valley, but they're not willing to do the sacrifice that it takes to get there. And it is an enormous decades after decades of sacrifice to be able to do that. Yeah, they want to be an ideas man. Oh, I'm 23, I have an idea for you, Cernovich. No, you don't, get away from me. Go work, go grind, go read some books, go lift weights. I don't need to hear, you know, hear your ideas. Ideas, you earn the right to be an ideas man, right? So even when you, you're in LA, you're not off though, you're on the phone because you can leverage your network, you can leverage your time, you can leverage your knowledge. So me, I've given people ideas that did millions of viral views. I told people, I can't remember what the exact context was, but oh, the Jussie Smollett hoax. I said, take... Uh, the song, This is America, which was very critical of Trump and everything else. And I said, use that and juxtapose it with the Jesse Smollett hoax and use it to show that most of this stuff is a hate crime hoax. I came up with that in like 10 seconds. And well, well why? Because I grinded it away, right? But these 22 year olds are like, oh, I have an idea or something. No, you need to be the one making the videos. You need to be, and I didn't even take credit for the video or anything like that. I just called out the audible. I do this all the time. I'm like, this is what you need to do. But these people who are 22, but you have to go spend now 12 hours. It takes 12 hours to edit a great video like that. Sounds oh, splicing it, together. Yeah. yeah. It takes a ton of time. You can't bitch about it. You got to do it. And by the way, when you're done doing that, it's going to be Groundhog Day tomorrow. And you got to reproduce it, it again and again and again. And another great idea. Um, yeah. Okay. So don't so, tell me that. So that's the point is if you're young, I don't want to hear your ideas. I, you need to go grind. You need to earn the right to have ideas and then and then you know you get a little bit older then your ideas become leveraged and you say okay you know like for me i have a i have an idea for a brand new business that's going to come to fruition like pretty soon but i'm not the one grinding on making the labels and making the that, that's something you're younger you got to do and right. 
and then you you know you need to learn from from the people above but yeah these young people think ideas make you rich no grinding gives you the ability to but i still grind i mean i edit my own podcasts i um i do them in one take like this podcast that's why i always tell you you know don't say anything too bad because we just should do it in one take spend 20 minutes in sound and and launch it but i i still do that people go oh you know social media da 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 I'm building up a new Rockfin account. How? I'm grinding. Every day I wake up. Here's a, here's a short podcast I'm doing only on Rockfin. You have to go on Rockfin to get it. You have to click over to Rockfin to get it. Yeah. So I'm, so I'm literally showing people in real time that I'm grinding. And these people, they don't want to grind. They're not, do, they're not showing up every day. Me, well, every day. They're, not, they're not smart about it either. I, I've got a great story I, I want to share here uh, about this. There's a real young guy, um, I think he's 23 or 24 years old. The guy has emailed me and called me probably four or five times. One, hey, can I take you out to lunch or whatever? What these guys don't realize is when you become successful in a craft, and for me, you know, I'm in the San Francisco Bay Area, so it's a big market, and I do, you know, some really great real estate projects here. And so it gets a lot of attention, especially in these like closed Facebook groups, you know, and when I say closed, these groups have 60, 70,000 members in them uh, that are doing different types of real estate. And I'm profiled in those. And so I get a lot of people asking me, hey, can I call you? Can I pick your brain? Okay. Can I take you out to lunch? I mean, it's, it's constant. I'm not a celebrity level at all, but in no, that- but it's good. I'm going to interrupt you, which is to say, no, you can't. You can't. I don't need to be taken out for a beer. I have two daughters, a beautiful wife, large friend. No, you can't. I have a book you can read. I have thousands of podcast hours that you can listen to for free. No, uh, you can't take me out for coffee. You can't take me out for a beer. I have, I have enough people who want to do that. Actually, as you were talking about that, I, in my own head, was composing an article, which is, no, you can't take me out for a beer. I have <laughs> events. Come to an event. Smoke a cigar. There's a lot of opportunities for that. But, but, but yeah, I'm actually, in my mind now, writing an article, no, you can't take me out for a beer. Sorry to interrupt, but I didn't want to lose that train of thought. Yeah, no, I mean, that's, this is exactly it. So this is a great story. So this kid has been, he's been hounding me, basically. And more so, some people, you know, and, and, by the way, this is like where you really know it. it's an absolute no, you cannot take me out to a beer. They send you one message, right? And then you don't respond to it. And then they start sending you hate after that. Oh, you're a freaking jerk, whatever, you know, you're so inaccessible. You know, you should help out guys like me that don't have any money, blah, blah, blah. But anyway, what this guy did was he had contacted me and I went through my, my list of people right leading up to my, uh, my Whiskey Talk Live event that I had here in Napa Valley. It's a real estate get together I did a few weeks ago. And I sent a message to these people and I said, hey, you've been asking me to go to lunch. You've been asking me to go to happy hour. You've been wanting to pick my brain. Here's your opportunity. Come to the event, buy a ticket. You know what this guy did? He was already going to an event in St. Louis, Missouri um, with, uh, Ed Milet. And it was the same night as my event. He bought a ticket to my event, even though he couldn't come 150 bucks, right? Sends me the receipt and said, Hey, can I at least buy you one beer now? See, that's a smart kid. That's smart. Super smart. So I went out last night with this guy, had a beer, ended up having a steak with him. And then he ended up picking up the tab 
And now he's coming to my office next week. And I said, Hey, if you want to come and listen to me, you know, in my office, talking to people and making some phone calls with clients and stuff like that, you're welcome to do it. So all that for $150. I mean, so that's a smart guy. Everybody else. Oh yeah. I can't come that weekend. I've got, you know, the motorcycle race or I'm going fishing or, you know, I, I don't want to spend the money on the flight or whatever. Well, then you don't want to win. I mean, you just don't want to be a winner. Yeah. Here's my favorite story like this. I was, cause I, I do a lot of events, free events and I was in Chiang Mai and I, I tweeted out or posted on the blog or whatever. Hey, I'm in Chiang Mai. I'll be at one of these WeWork locations. If you want to come on out, and, you know, three, four guys showed up. It was good. I had one kid email me, email me and said, oh, I'm moving into Chiang Mai. I'm unpacking boxes. Can you come meet me at 9 p.m.? And I just thought, okay, no, you're the biggest loser I've ever met in my life. You need, no, you're, you're a loser, right? But, but that's how a lot of these, that's how a lot of these people are. And, you're, and the thing is, you're not, we always talk about politically correct culture and you can't make bad jokes or whatever, but you're not allowed to say that. I'm not allowed to say, no, that kid's just a loser. I don't want anything to do with him because the time overlap was great for you, but you're, you have boxes to unpack because that's so important, right? You can't wait th- you know, three hours to rip open some boxes, but then you want me to rearrange my time around you when I'm the one trying to help people out by showing up, but you're not supposed to say that. You're not supposed well, to say that. Well, it's a complete that. broke mindset. It's just a broke mindset. You can fix that. It's tough. You can fix that, and I've seen people do it. Not many, but I've seen people do it. But most people, that that whole sense of I, I don't know what it is that they're entitled to people's time and they're entitled to people's you know what they have in their brain and their experiences and all that. Um, it's shocking to me, really. It, it's amazing how many people just think that oh well, hey, I I just need to reach out, ask, and I shall you know get that immediately, and it doesn't work like that you know, bring some value to the table. Um, And that value might be as simple as buying a ticket to an event that you can't come to. But, you know, bring something to the table, make it interesting, you know, for the other party. And I'm not talking about just me or just you, but, you know, make it interesting. And, um, and then you might get a response. But, and there are a lot of opportunities to link up with, uh, you know, somebody like myself or somebody like you. Um, we, we do all kinds of events and we're at different events and I often, you know, will tweet that out or I'll put it on Instagram and say, Hey, I'm going to be at this thing. You know, if you're interested in connecting, you've been, you know, uh, you know, I've got all these people that want to take me out to lunch. Well, here's your opportunity. Show up and have a glass of wine and we'll chat. Yeah. I just don't have, I don't have time for that. Right. There, I don't have time for. I have time for people. I always have time for people, but I don't have time for people who, yeah, they just have that loser mindset or, oh, I can't make it to one of your events. I don't want to hear you can't make it to my event, right? That's fine. You don't have to come to an, you don't have to come to one, but if you're a young man, what, what else are you doing? That's so freaking important, right? What else are you doing? Something dumb, probably. Oh, I can't make it. What are you doing? Solving cancer or something like that? Well, if it's that important to you, if your success in life is that important to you, you will figure out how to make it happen. You'll figure out how to get the $30 or the $150 or even the $600 to make it to the event. And you'll figure out how to get there. I, maybe you have to drive across the country in a you know, Prius and save on gas. I don't know, you know. Or maybe you have to buy a plane ticket that has 16 connections to get there because it's $152. But you figure out a way to do it if it's important enough. It's all about priorities and putting yourself as the priority and your business as the priority. But sadly, most do not do that.
Well, but uh, yeah, that's why I always tell people that th there's multiple ways of looking at it. And one way to look at it is on the societal level, which is, is bad out there. But the, the other way is like, these people are my competition, right? And then again, you can go back and read from history and realize it's always been this way. There, the, the world has always been a natural hierarchy where that's why capitalism works so well is human nature is such that you're just going to have a large amount of people who are just going to follow the trends that they don't want to grind. They don't have any aspirations, no dreams. They don't want to work hard. And then you have a small percentage of people who do want to work hard. And those people throughout history have always, well, not always, unfortunately, there have been most and most of human history. You're not an ambitious person wasn't able to rise to the top. Yeah. You could have been, you could have been ambitious and talented and work hard and grind and everything. But if you weren't born into the right family, and this is true, even in you know, parts of India and other parts of the world, that's it. There's a ceiling on you. And in the West, there's no ceiling. Oh, there's a war on white men. There's a war on men. There's, you know, okay. There always has been though. There's always been social structures, but you can still rise to the top of the hierarchy if you're ambitious and you want to grind, but most don't want to grind. They want to sit around and cry. Right. Yeah. And that, that does infuriate me when I read that, that, hey, America is not the land of opportunity or that people don't, um, you know, it, it's really impossible to rise to the top anymore and you can't get the American dream. That's all bullshit. Um, right. Or, you know, you can go after, you know, and look at story after story of people that have grown up in some of the worst parts of the country um, and risen to the very top. And so the opportunity is there for those that want to grind. Most do not. Um, and most do not want to, you know, do the hustle, do the grind, put in the hours. Sadly, that's just the way. Okay, so in four weeks, we're going to start going live before the podcast. So it'll be like a live streaming of the podcast. And then we're going to do a Q&A after. That, that'll be in four. We're not going to do that yet. We're going to do that in four weeks. And I think that'll be a lot of fun. And that'll be really cool.